don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best Bitcoin articles? Well, let us read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. What's up, crew? Welcome back to the Crypto Economy Podcast. Uh, I got a quick read today. Um, I'm waiting to hear back on a handful of people to cover a couple of things that I think will be really interesting. They're a little bit of a divergence, but I still think they're very relevant to both succeeding and kind of understanding or, or being able to keep up with all the stuff that's going on in the crypto economy and being able to assess these projects um, reasonably. But we'll come back to that. Uh, right now, uh, until I hear back from them, I have got one that I've been sitting on for a bit from Jeffrey Tucker. If you don't know him, he's been in the the Mises Institute circle and kind of uh, economics. He's actually the editorial director for the American Institute for Economic Research, um, AIER. Um, that's actually where this article is posted. Um, but he has written so much stuff and has speeches and discussions on this topic. Uh, he regularly goes to uh, uh, libertarian conferences and stuff. I mean, he's just a huge figure in the libertarian and sound economic, uh, sound economics community, if you will. Um, so if you don't know about Jeffrey Tucker, you definitely need to dive into his work. He's got a lot of great stuff. But today on IER.org, that's A-I-E-R.org, we are hitting his article titled, Governments and Central Banks Should Look to Gold, Not Crypto. So without further ado, let's jump in. There will be no Fed coin. That's according to Fed Chairman Jerome Powell in testimony given before the House Committee on Financial Services. Quote, We're not looking at this at the Fed, that the Fed would do a digital currency, he said. That's not something we're looking at. My own view, this is the right answer. The Fed should focus entirely on the soundness of the dollar and the banking system. Innovations like cryptocurrency and the growing infrastructure associated with it are the business of private enterprise, not government and official institutions. Apparently, however, the European Parliament has a different idea. This new report, quote, Competition Issues in the Area of Financial Technology, purports to explain how governments in Europe can, quote, anticipate and manage anti-competitive behaviors, end quote, within the realm of new financial technology. Among the recommendations, central banks should create their own cryptocurrencies. I'm not a believer. They won't compete in the marketplace. They might achieve the opposite of the stated goal. The end of monopoly. Truly rivalrous competition is just now starting to exist in a sector long monopolized by governments. More than a century ago, most governments in developed economies created central banks to manage an official currency, directing all commercial traffic through its portals as a way of controlling economic life. It was the end of currency competition and independence in the banking industry. Elites believed they knew best and were so sure that they drove out all private monies and unofficial banks. 
the age of controlled money had arrived, and with it, world wars, depression, and inflation, enormous government indebtedness, and the rise of leviathan states that learned to print their way to power and riches. Thanks to decentralized ledger technology and some impressive innovations to create digital money and banking solutions, the technology operates peer-to-peer -peer and requires neither government nor intermediaries to operate. We're beginning to see what real choice in currency might look like. The technology has only been around since 2009, but it's become the most exciting thing in money and finance on the planet. So there is something strangely Orwellian about a government report kvetching about anti-competitive behavior in the crypto sector. Most critics are complaining about too much choice. The failure rate is just as high as you find in the small business sector, which indicates a true trial and error culture of entrepreneurship. Intervening will only result in more costly regulation and probably end up setting back the cause of genuine competition. ECB coin? Most worrisome is the oblique mention of the possibility of central banks creating their own cryptocurrencies. What could be the point? Just because something is innovative and fascinating doesn't mean governments should be involved. It's hard even to imagine how a government-backed crypto would even work. Think of the Petro. Here is the statement. Quote, The arrival of permissioned cryptocurrencies promoted by banks, even by central banks, will reshape the current competition level in the inter-cryptocurrency market, broadening the number of competitors. A potential inadequacy of traditional competition policy to address competition issues in the cryptocurrency markets can be found, suggesting direct public participation through a central bank digital currency as a remedy. End quote. A remedy for what? There are already thousands of crypto assets circulating on exchanges, and more every day. It's not at all clear what a centralized crypto would add that private markets are not already providing. If monetary authorities are warming to blockchain technology, I'm all for it. But the right way to do this is merely to acquiesce to the emergence of the innovations all around you. As the 17th century French merchant told the king when asked how the crown could help with business, quote, laissez-faire et laissez-passer, end quote. To be sure, there is plenty that European monetary authorities could do to reform money and bolster competition. There's never a bad time to deregulate, lower barriers to entry, and open opportunities for financial innovation. As for existing national native money, a gold standard would be great. Government wrecked the gold standard. Penance for that action is realized through undoing that long process of destruction. Even just a quantity rule and an end to discretion would be an improvement. If you want to dabble in blockchain technology to make that happen, all to the good. But there is no value added in pushing out a government-backed, central bank-branded crypto. So far, there's only been talk, no action. The one exception is the Venezuelan Petro, which turns out not to be crypto, but rather an oil-backed debt instrument floated only to get around U.S. trade sanctions. In any case, a central bank-created crypto would not be a genuine crypto, which obtains its value by virtue of the mind of the market, not by some official imposition. There's also the strange problem of geography here. Crypto lives on a global scale, mined anywhere, sent from anywhere, received by anyone, anywhere. How in the world can the 
old world idea of a currency zone fit with modern crypto monetary systems? The report comes close to admitting that it cannot. Quote, The international nature of cryptocurrency markets is also a challenge to competition policy at the European level. Many of the players operate from global locations outside the jurisdiction of European competition authorities, which makes investigation or prosecution on anti-competitive behaviors more difficult. Europe leads, at international level, the supply of wallet and exchange services with 42% and 37% in terms of number of players. It is also the principal actor in payments, 33%. Nevertheless, the main weakness of Europe is the concentration of the mining activity on non-European countries. Europe only captures just 13% of the current mining market. End quote. How long has it been since government and official institutions like central banks had the technological lead? These institutions had nothing to do with creating internet commerce, the app economy, the mass availability of email and messaging platforms, or the peer-to-peer gig economy. All the innovation in my lifetime, and probably since the moon landings of old, has come from the private sector. The advent of Bitcoin, blockchain, and crypto is an especially impressive case, a pure revolution from below. The inventor remains pseudonymous. The technology was released into the commons on an email list. It started from nothing to become the world's first successful experiment in universal digital money that operates without intermediation. When the private sector is innovating, Government and central banks should leave them alone. And an even better rule, if you didn't invent it and you made no contribution to making it more valuable, you can't regulate it either. All right, and that was our uh, short one from Jeffrey Tucker. I really like that one, and it kind of brings, it calls to attention the fact, and this is something I talked about in the... um, uh, the episode with uh, what Bitcoin will look like in 20 years um, and kind of how this ecosystem is involving, evolving. But Jeffrey Tucker is right in that this is the first element of competition in monetary policy that has really ever existed. And I don't, competition between governments is not something that I consider real competition. Like um, when, you know, Iran or somebody in the Middle East threatens the U.S. monetary policy, they invade or bomb them. And I don't think that's competition any more than Microsoft bombing Apple to win the market is competition. This is, this is an introduction of a new technology that forces them to continue to spout their, um, their economic fallacies in the face of an exact opposing monetary policy that shows them how absolutely untrue their uh, monetary basis is, that they are just benefiting themselves at the expense of everyone else. Because they've been extremely lucky that, I mean, how easy is it to demonize something that doesn't exist? How easy is it to make people afraid of something that they can't look at and judge for themselves? So when all the banks and uh, all the central banks and governments of the world collectively agree essentially to 
steal the power over money so that they can all have their own power over their own countries and no one manages a sound currency, well, then you don't have anything to point to. And their, their ability to just make up some disastrous results of what sound money would actually do to society, it's really easy for people to accept that when they can't see what a sound money a society would look like. And that's what I think crypto represents, or Bitcoin in particular, is that there's going to be an underground economy based on sound money that is global and has no national borders. And when they point to it and say, see, look how bad it works, but people are thriving, the economy is massively growing, people are adopting it, it's saving lives for people in hyperinflationary environments and countries with horrible monetary policy and imbalances, that's a, everybody or at least a vast greater number of people will see what foolishness their statements are. I mean, how many times have we heard the deflationary spiral theory, the fact that if we're not spending it, it's not going to work and it's not going to grow and all these ridiculous economic fallacies that all end up somehow granting them the authority to inflate the money so that they can pay for whatever the hell they want to pay for. Isn't that so convenient that that's the way for all of us to be successful is for them to do whatever they want? Um, so it's hilarious to see that it, they're trying to jump on the bandwagon here and be like, oh, well, we're going to make a crypto too, which as Jeffrey Sucker, Tucker clearly points out, is absolutely meaningless. It doesn't, it, it won't change a thing. Um, and it, it will be really, really fascinating to watch this unfold because there's not a lot they can do about it. Um, and I think any, it's going to be hard to respond to the existence of crypto without undermining their own position. Like the more successful it is and the more it saves people from the failures of government and the, the debt nightmare crisis that we are in right now across the uh, European, Europe and the U.S., pretty much the whole modern financial system is so underwater, is so over leveraged, it's, it's, there's no historical prece precedence for it. It dwarfs the Roman Empire. Um, so... It, as Bitcoin and crypto becomes an escape hatch, it will only precipitate the loss of trust in the legacy system if they at the same time attack it for being essentially an escape valve or a pressure valve, um, letting loose all of this imbalance that has been built up for so long. Um, and the idea that they're going to... It's kind of hilarious that they think there's a competition problem in the cryptocurrency market with go on, go on crypto Twitter for 20 minutes and there is not a competition problem in the cryptocurrency market. Everyone thinks they have the new solution. Everyone bashes everybody else. And no one, aside from the fact that Bitcoin is the most secure and longest standing, there is no lack of alternative views or perspectives in the crypto economy. Um, everybody can get exactly any kind of flavor of cryptocurrency that they could possibly ask for, even if it's a blockchain for bananas. 
it's there. So uh, uh, I thought this was a really good one to hit. And uh, what's funny is the um, uh, the title kind of made me go, what? Um, just because governments and central banks should look to gold, not crypto. I, I have wondered what Jeffrey Tucker was getting at because I knew he was a crypto um, uh, I guess believer or um, proponent and uh, so I kind of wanted to see his take and I think he's right I think the I think the governments should realize and, and central banks should realize that this thing exists and that their traditional means of shutting down their competition is not going to work and they need to manage their money so they need to prove that their money is sound in competition. They've got the network effect. If they could do it, you know, honestly, in some ways, if, if money actually worked, there wasn't this huge imbalance, there wouldn't be a whole lot of need for Bitcoin. It would be a great fail-safe to, you know, government corruption. Uh, it's like to, you know, like I said, give people an escape hatch, essentially, from uh, a manipulated money. Uh, and therefore economic collapse, like hyperinflation and such. But if all the governments of the world just managed money properly, there wouldn't be much need for Bitcoin or a decentralized cryptocurrency. But in that same thread, I don't really think, um, I think it's kind of a bit of an oxymoron, like the idea of managing money um, just under a central control, I think is is just a part of the problem. Um, there's this wonderful quote um, by, uh, oh man, hold on one second. I want to get it right. The curious task of economics is to demonstrate to men how little they really know about what they imagine they can design. That's a F.A. Hayek quote, Friedrich Hayek, and, uh, he's got an amazing body of work. I think probably... The one he's most famous for, I imagine, or at least the one that I first dug into and um, read. The, the language is really rough, but uh, the road to serfdom—it's—it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, uh, I would definitely check that one out if you're interested. But basically, what he's saying there uh, is, we constantly have these biases, thinking that oh, we can just—if we could just manipulate people to buy what we think they should buy or to invest the way we think they should invest. If we could just control everything, we could design an economy that was just perfect and, and absent of all these problems and limited knowledge. And like, we'll just, since we know everything, we'll just design it so that no one else has to know and it will just work in spite of it. And it's is such a it's it's folly it just it doesn't make any sense it is based on the idea it's based on the subjective idea that everyone believes whether they are right or wrong and virtually everybody is wrong about at least 95 percent of what they know um that that because they disagree with somebody else they all they everybody thinks they're right everybody thinks they're right nobody thinks that like goes through their set of beliefs and then just goes, yeah, all of those things are wrong, but I'm going to continue to believe them. No, they believe them because they think they are right. Even the most extreme, insane-sounding and op opposing views, everybody thinks they're right. 
So all of them think that if they designed the world around their beliefs, that it would work. And it's just not the case. The only reason these economies work is because literally no one has any idea what's going on. But incentives are aligned to let those things, to prevent persistence of things that don't work and reward the things that do. And thinking that money is part of that, a huge part of that equation, because it's based on the subjective valuations, cost, transactions of so many millions of people. The price is a huge, it's a absolutely critical piece to the entire economic puzzle. And if it's arbitrary, if somebody is just sitting somewhere, it's based on one opinion and one perspective, it fails to work. So the idea of managing a money, I think, is it's 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 oxymoronic. It's uh, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. The money must be natural for it to actually tell us anything meaningful about the economy. So uh, that's why I thought this was a really good one to cover, um, and I think he makes a lot of great points. And despite going into the article with a little bit of skepticism, I ended it with absolutely agreeing with him. Uh, I think he's right. I think central banks should stay the heck away from crypto and um, actually fix their own currencies rather than sticking their hands into the only currency that is actually working and deciding they're going to fix it. So, because obviously they can't. (laughs) Uh, We see how well they fix quote-unquote currencies okay we will end that one there uh do not forget to check out jeffrey tucker if uh if you're really interested in economics he is a huge resource uh like i said he's got so much work i've been reading stuff that he's done for literally eight nine years um when i first got into uh, became an economics nerd uh, i immediately ran into his stuff and he's just got an amazing body of work so Check out uh, Jeffrey Tucker. Check out the uh, uh, American Institute for Economic Research. That's AIER.org. I'll, of course, of course link to all of this and uh, his Twitter page in the comments. Um, and uh, don't forget to follow me at The Crypto Economy on Twitter. And in my uh, Twitter description, you can find my link to follow me on Mastodon, um, where a lot of the uh, Bitcoin maximalists and OGs are going to hang out as a Twitter alternative. So uh, uh, definitely check us out up there and uh, follow me on Medium and uh, stay tuned. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I got a couple announcements coming up and making, uh, I think I'm going to entertain a new type of episode here that I think we'll really enjoy. So we'll dig into that uh, maybe sometime next week. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Share it with all your friends so they can get all the best stuff uh, in the crypto economy. And, of course, if you would like to support the show, I will have my Bitcoin address available as always. It is a huge, huge help. Thank you so much to everyone who has so far. And, uh, of course, I also have an affiliate link for Trezor. So if you're getting your Trezor hardware wallet, use my link. won't cost you a dime and you'll end up sending a couple of bucks my way uh, with the purchase. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I will catch you all again next week 
with the Crypto Economy Podcast. Take it easy, guys.